0: Hey, everybody, what's going on? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. And for those of you that are with us right now, I mean, right off the very, very top, um, we're going to start different today um, because uh, we should I, Alex, should I just completely like go behind the yeah, curtains? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, All right, here goes. That's my here point goes. of this. Yeah. All right, here goes. So anybody who's watching and listening right now, here's what you guys know about us that we record the podcast earlier in the day and then we air it at three o'clock on YouTube. It hits the radio airwaves at three o'clock on 1090 and then it goes on television at night at seven o'clock. And then on all the audio podcast platforms, we release it at three o'clock. So we we shoot and record earlier in the morning and then we release at three o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, fine. So this morning at about 10 o'clock-ish, I get a text message from somebody who says, have you heard that Peter Seidler died? And I said, um, I haven't. Can you confirm it? And this person didn't tell me where he heard it or that it was confirmed. Then um, I get another text and it said, hey, have you heard that Peter Seidler died? So I said, well, I somebody just texted me about that. It's still not confirmed. This person says to me, I have it confirmed from a Padres front office official that Peter has died. I said, okay, let me, before I go running with this, before I put this on the air, let me do a couple of quick calls. I called two people I know, both who are part of the Padres ownership and um, neither of them knew about this at that time. They were like, wow, I, I had not heard that. And that would be news to me. Mm -hmm. So then about, 30 minutes after the first text had come in that Peter had died and I still hadn't had it on confirmation. Then it became public. Um, The Padres put out a press release and a tweet. And um, I don't, I think uh, Kevin AC from the union tribune did as well. And at that point now the world knows Peter Seidler has died. So for us, here's where we were. We had already done the first segment of the show, which was very like um, I was talking about Thanksgiving. Yeah, I was talking about Thanksgiving turkeys. Oh, yeah. Like, where am I getting Thanksgiving nah. turkey? Then it was, you know, Buffalo Bills, Denver Broncos, you know, Monday Night Football, et cetera. A sports show. Yeah. And then the next segment, segment two, was we were talking about Brady Hoke. And I didn't tell, I was trying to tell the story that I'd received a text from somebody yesterday that said, I want to be the next coach of San Diego State. I will have us in a national championship within three years. Pretty bold prediction. And you got to help me get this job. And I was going to tell the story of who this was and see if you guys thought it would be a good idea. And then we were going to bring the guy on later in the show. But in the middle of the conversation about Brady Hoke, we received official confirmation that Peter had died. So I'm not 100% sure, Alex, how you're planning on organizing the show today. Usually it's pretty easy to do. But mm-hmm. today we got to play with puzzle pieces. And I think that what would be interesting for everybody especially those of you who are watching now would be this segment. One would be us talking about Brady Hoke and then finding out about Peter Seidler's death. And then segments after that, it's pretty much we're it's just, just all, order. all Peter Seidler all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were, you know, and
1: because we record, we're able to make these decisions, which we never do. We just air everything because that's the genuine, that's just the, the authenticity. We, we air as the show. if we live. We air as right. if we're live. Right. And we also like, You know, if something breaks, whatever, we'll get to it tomorrow. But today, because segment one was just so ridiculous and so loud about turkeys and El Pollo Grill and whatever else we were, you know, BS. Yeah, it just feels like let's just pull back because after segment one we since we talk about everything on the show, I told you, I was like, we should maybe pause here to confirm this, because if we're on the show yelling about buffalo bills and whatever it's gonna just not be what people want to hear today so we did we paused and we're like you know we have to keep going though because who knows and so yes in segment two we're talking about brady hulk but you do reference it right in the beginning you do reference it right kind of in the middle and then i get confirmation about 14 minutes into the segment as the ut publishes the article then the padres really i get the press release right after that from the padres and then it's everywhere and it's confirmed, obviously, once the Padres send a press release. So uh, that'll be the order today. You'll get you're getting this. We're going to go into a little pre-roll real quick. We we do have to pay some bills. I'm sorry. And then we will uh, get into segment technically segment two, which will be Brady Hoke. And then we'll be Peter Silo the rest after that.
0: And I would encourage everybody to stick around. And here's why. Um, not that I have it written down, but I do remember. um Segment two today, which is kind of like the first full segment where we're talking about Seidler. I know I tell a lot of stories that are very deeply personal. Um, I don't know that I've ever really, really talked publicly about a period of time where Peter and I were very close. And um, and I talk about that today. Um, And uh, yeah, I would say stick around for that, because I think for those of you that are that are here with us now, you know, you're, you're on YouTube, you're on audio podcast, but the radio listeners, you know, they're going to have a, a very different experience today. You know, be a lot of I this might pop
1: this in radio too, to be honest, I'll you might put
0: what we're doing right now could, could actually air on radio.
1: Yeah. That whole Brady Hoke segment. I think I'll just air this in the beginning and then just cut in wherever we cut in.
0: <laughs> okay. That's probably a yeah. good idea. That's probably a good yeah. idea. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, um, again, I just want to say to everybody, stay with us here today. Because um, we don't normally do this, but Peter Seidler was such an incredible person, the way the three of us all got to know him. Um, And I know that he was loved and respected by the fan base. So I'm sure you guys would like to hear about, you know, more of that today than the Buffalo Bills and the Denver Broncos or who's going to be the next head football coach at San Diego State. Um, So, you know, listen, somber times for sure. Very sad. Uh, 63 years old is way 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 too early you've got a wife and and young children um and you know and you 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 had gone all in i mean i've said this before um in the last couple of weeks that the padres went all in on this season and i'm not sure everybody agreed that they went all in but just think about where we are today and think about what peter knew back then and you know why you don't trade a Blake Snell at the trade deadline why you don't and I don't mean to get into the baseball side of it but think about what he was thinking about which is knowing probably that you know he was not well and wanting to see this team win and that's you know the explosion of of spending and and the desire to to see it all the way through you know
1: yeah i mean in the last 4 years of the city the padres have become the team You know, like the the team in the city. And that's because Peter Seidler took over in 2020 and he went all in as much as he possibly could. Little by little up until last year, obviously, with that payroll. And it's because of what Peter did that we all got so invested. We're talking we were talking Padres in November, which is something we didn't even talk Padres in July before. (laughs) You know, so like you're talking Padres in November this year because of what Peter Seidler did to this team. Just changed the whole landscape of the city as far as sports fandom goes. Yeah. This was a city that was owned by the Chargers. And when they left, there was a big hole, and Peter Seiler and the Padres filled it.
0: Yep. So here's the thing if you're listening on radio right now, what's likely going to happen is we're going to hand off to where we were in the show. <laughs> yeah. We're going to, we're going to literally, we're going to go from what you're hearing right now to like a quick, hard stop right into where we were with Brady Hoke. And then you're going to hear us um, naturally find out instant reaction. You're going to hear us find out that Peter was officially, you know, confirmed as, as having died earlier this morning. Um, and then after that, again, for those of you listening on radio, then we're going to go into a lot of Peter Seidler tributes, but just given the circumstances of when we record the podcast versus when we actually air everything on radio, on YouTube, on TV, on audio podcast, we just thought we'd, we'd kind of jump in here at the beginning and, and feed you what's about to come your way. So The next five minutes, for those of you guys that are on radio, we're in the middle of a conversation about Brady Hoke. And then all of a sudden we get official confirmation about Peter. So uh, 1090 listeners, radio listeners, hang with us because we're going to go all Peter Seidler from here. And uh, for everybody that's on, on the podcast side of things, we appreciate you guys being here. Hey, great friends. What's happening? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. I said at the end of the first segment that I wanted to immediately jump into the San Diego State head coaching situation uh, with the football team and Brady Hoke's retirement yesterday. I'll get there in one second. I'm um, just a quick timeout is this. Um, at the time today that we are rolling the podcast, I'm, my phone is blowing up with a crazy, what I'll call right now, rumor. Um, I don't want to say what it is on the air because if it's not true, it's going to, that would sound really bad, but if it is true, it is really bad. So my phone is right next to me and I'm, I'm waiting for some confirmation and uh, we'll see if this story, uh, this could be a monster story in the city of San Diego, if this is all true. So hang with me here in one second. Um, All right, let me jump into this Brady hoax situation. So guys, Yesterday, we were all talking about how Brady Hoke has decided to retire. Mm -hmm. And um, look, again, here's the thing. What does that mean? Brady Hoke is going to retire. Here's what it means to me. You know what? He's been a very, uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, Okay, don't have confirmation yet. Um, Mm -hmm. Brady Hoke has been a very good coach and person, employee for San Diego state university. There's never been an off field controversy. Um, his players haven't gotten into massive trouble. There was a whole thing a couple of years ago with that, with the punter, but that all turned out to be not true according to, you know, the, the way the, the legal system worked. So Brady hook's been a good guy. There, there's no reason for San Diego state and Brady Hoke to leave his enemies. You know, there's no reason for them to say your team stinks. You're fired. Instead. It's like Brady. Look, it's not working out anymore. We need to update the offense. We got to fill that stadium. We got to play an entertaining style of football. It's probably time that the way we position it is you retire. You're not being fired. You retire. We buy you out. Everybody's happy. We get on to to our next phase. You walk away with a whole bunch of money. And, and you're really an important figure in the history of San Diego State football. Can we do that deal? And that's mm-hmm. why it's called a retirement rather than a firing. Can we all? I mean, that sounds kind of right, doesn't it?
1: I think both parties realized that it was time. And I think both parties realized that it was beneficial for both parties, the school and Hoke, to just make it look as seamless as possible. You know, and and I think that with the changing landscape of of college football, and there's no, this is not a shot at all. Sometimes the game changes a little too much for a head coach. Like the, the recruiting, the transfer, it's so different now. I just think it was uh, – I just think it's the right time for, for both parties to go out and get a younger – I don't know what kind of head coach yet, but a preferably offensive-minded head coach. But, yeah, I think you're right, Scott. I think that there is –
0: there was something there. Yeah. I mean – It was evident. Look at the program. The, Look at, at what the wrong was mic. happening. You're on the wrong, you're mic, on the wrong mic. You're on the wrong mic. How? I, the wire. Why Why are you blaming us? I mean, like, why are you frustrated with us? We're just telling you the facts, Jack. The wire. Anybody. Yeah, you, see, you, know, it's you get like, immediately frustrated software you know but how 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 is that possible how am i on the wrong mic we, how do i know i don't know brother it's an old man calm down, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the deal so um okay look we've we've all kind of figured out how this brady hoke thing goes down no big deal brady i wish you nothing but the best man i think you're a great guy and uh and you and rocky long together from when you started to when you end in the in-between with Rocky, this is something that you guys should both be extremely proud of, okay? But here's the one thing we know about the San Diego State Athletic Department. They have strong opinions. And um, I remember when Rocky Long resigned. Why? Why would a guy as successful as Rocky Long resign? Because a guy like Rocky Long felt like, you know what, here are my cards, they're on the table. I don't need an athletic director telling me to fire my offensive coordinator. I like winning football games. Yeah, but Rocky, it's boring. Do we win or do we not win? And he was old school yeah. like that, right? So he also
1: like fall retired.
0: Oh, he—that's he, true. <laughs> all he did was quit. He just quit San Diego State, yeah, but they—it was labeled a retirement. Look, do I think that uh, Brady Hoke will coach again? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think Brady Hoke will coach again. Will he be a head coach? Probably not. You know, but could he be a defensive line coach? Yeah. hundred percent. So maybe he'll retire. Maybe he'll take the money and go, but honestly, it's not the $75 million buyout that Jimbo Fisher is getting that we talked about Mm -hmm. yesterday. It's a $5 million Mm -hmm. buyout. Mm -hmm. So Jimbo buyout. So let me tell you guys this quick story. And then I'll tell you that this gentleman is going to join the show later today. Um, again, assuming by the way, that the story that my phone is blowing up over, which I still have not been able to get confirmation on. I'm not going to say it until I get confirmation.
2: Listen, yeah. I'll I'll confirm, I'll confirm, I'll confirm. I am performing on Thursday at the Comedy Store. Okay, it's right. true. Okay. I know a lot of people have been asking you about that. Mm-hmm. So I am.
0: I didn't want to say it on the air, but now I that know. Said I know.
2: It. It's okay now. It's out there in the open.
0: Okay, Thursday, the, open. the Comedy Store, La Jolla, mm-hmm. Browner. Is this uh part of like a Best of San Diego night or what?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in that. I'm in that category now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I moved up. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. How long you got? How much stage time you got? 10 minutes. No way. They're giving you 10 minutes on a Thursday night? Oh, you sound shocked. Yeah, well, it's a lot of time. I'm good. I understand. Usually it's like, hey, five minutes for you. But I guess you, you said you're moving up. Yeah, man. Yeah, All yeah, right. shout out! Shout out to me. <laughs> shout out to me. Shout out to jokes.
2: <laughs> shout out to comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little Thursday laughter. Come on right. down.
0: I'm down. I could I don't know it. what
2: time I'm. I don't know what time I'm going on though. So
0: I'll need it Thursday night. Thursday, yeah, I got to go on. back to you. I got to. I got to go back to downtown San Diego. I got to go back into one of those official buildings where you got to take off your belt when you walk through the security. You can probably figure oh, out what man. I'm talking about. I got to go back mm-hmm. for more. Any building you got to take off your belt to go in, it is not a happy place. Right when they got sheriffs on the other side of the uh, security, you know, and you're like, "What do I have on me? Am I good?" Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to take your belt off. Not good. It's not good. It's not good. It's not, no, good. It's not good. It's not good. That's not where I'm gonna good. be Thursday. I'm gonna be there. Oof. All right. So let me go back to Brady Hope. So who wants this job? All right. So I get this call yesterday. I get I get a text <laughs> uh from a friend of mine yesterday. And here's what I can tell you about this gentleman. He had a very, very accomplished playing career. He has a tremendous passion for San Diego State University. He has a limited resume in coaching. Mm -hmm. What What level is the lim what level is the limited on? It's pretty limited. It's pretty limited. What level? What level? I think it's gotten up to like junior college football and high school football. Mm -mm. Okay, but hold on. I'm not going to tell you that I endorse the person. I'm just going to tell you it's a concept. Because your your point yesterday, Browner, was this don't go hire just some no-name coach. Hire somebody who's a face and a name to be a CEO of your football program. Correct. Right. So if, if I'm thinking I need a head coach, who's got all this experience, who walks in the locker room, who all these kids believe in, et cetera, et cetera. um, Okay. I can hire a a coach like the offensive coordinator from Washington that we talked about yesterday, or I know we talked about Cliff Kingsbury, who's at, at USC. Um, And I know a lot of people yesterday saw that on social media, and they're like, why would Cliff Kingsbury leave a cushy assistance job at USC to take over a mid-major program like San Diego State? When, by the way, a school like Texas A&M is probably going to come after a guy like Cliff Kingsbury. So your Mm. point is well made. If if Texas A&M is looking at Cliff Kingsbury and San Diego State is looking at Cliff, where is he going? Come on. For buyout reasons only. Right, right. I got a $100 million (laughs) buyout
2: right you know they'll do it hope they'll they fire do it.
0: me in three years right uh I'll get
2: myself fired
0: where's texas a&m at where
1: are they in terms of uh, where are they in the country
2: college station yeah
1: yeah college that's why he might think about coming to san diego state
0: no chance my
1: friend no you've seen sure? his pad you, you
0: seen doing? his are you, are you seen doing? his draft pad i did in I phoenix in La Jolla. Oh, yeah but bro that's let me ask bro, you a question you would you rather take a, a five million dollar salary from san diego mm-hmm. state or a twelve million dollars salary from Texas A and M with a hundred million dollar buyout.
2: I you know the answer. Come on now, that is a poorly, on, that is a poorly a
1: is that that is it on. that is an that is an inaccurate scenario you just posted to me that I will not even give an answer. To. <laughs> yeah, well, you think Texas A and is going to give Cliff Kingsbury a hundred million dollar buyout? Come on well
0: man. they just had they just had a 75 million dollar buyout for jimbo fisher yeah but that's but that was, jimbo fisher
1: who was a jimbo was popping
0: at football.
2: he was, he was yeah. popping at florida state at the time he was popping uh, right. they, they right, stole so you, him okay,
0: okay. you want to you want to rebuild the numbers for me and then compare them to what san diego state might offer a cliff kingsbury yeah
1: do it let's hear he it let's see what you got one point five million dollars from san diego state he'll mm-hmm. get eight million dollars a year at Texas AM mm-hmm. okay but the expectations in the SEC are way too big for him. He knows he's not that good of a head come coach. Come on, dude. Why be, would,
0: come on. Why would you coach? Why would you want to coach <laughs> against the Mountain West when you can go coach against yeah. Nick Saban and uh, and you can go coach against Steve Sarkeesian. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you don't think I'm good enough, you got Sark over here and you got mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin over here. You know what? I kind of fit with that group. This
1: is why I kind of just out. my, my point. My point let is being that Texas a and is not going to call Cliff Kingsbury. You don't let think so, huh? Let me,
0: no. Let me, let me help. Not it's, good. <laughs> so good you get him in san diego state <laughs> it's i didn't want
1: cliff, him yesterday you guys that was your idea
0: it's just a thought
2: it, it's my idea it's better yeah. for cliff kingsbury to come here and punch down and be 11 and 2 or 12 and 1 right correct to so now when the phone starts ringing at a middle of the road middle of the road, big 10 sec acc conference he can say over the last four years i've lost five games let me ask you a question. He had some good bowl appearances. I got a quarterback taken in the
0: first round. Let Honestly, me ask you a question. I know you guys. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Let me ask you this quick question. Because that's yes. what we do
1: on this show. We yeah. ask questions.
0: Yeah. See, Alex, I'm asking a question in advance of a no, statement. but
1: you didn't. No, right. that was a statement. Let me ask you a question.
0: Yeah. All right. A question
1: followed by a question. Right. Okay. All right. right, right, right. right oh.
0: statement. Let me make a statement. Let me ask you a okay. question. Period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if UCLA fires Chip Kelly. Yeah. And Cliff Kingsbury says, Oh. I've got an option at UCLA, or I've got an option at San Diego State. Mm -hmm. Where would you go? Where would I I go? Yeah, if I'm Cliff
1: Kingsbury, yeah, that's easy. I'm not going to the Big Ten. What are you going to do in the Big Ten as UCLA? Lose, lose. Yeah, lose and lose (laughs) Lose. and lose. You're going to be the Northwestern (laughs) of Big Ten. Yeah, ran out. (laughs) At least you get to stay in LA, I guess. Like that's about it. Here's my thing, and I know you guys are going to are going to disagree, and frankly, I don't care. I know what's good for San Diego State, and it's not a splashy name that clips oh. Kim's Gary. That is all, that's all froth, no coffee. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On, Here's man. what you need. You need the next Chris Peterson. You need a guy that knows what he's doing in this conference that, by the way, you're stuck in, you're not leaving anytime soon. You need a guy that knows the mountain West. You need a guy that is an offensive minded young guy that can recruit what he knows. He's going to recruit three level, three star guys transfer guys junior college guys you need a guy that knows what he's doing you don't need Why all the shine and spot because browner stop thinking stop thinking big out of out of our element <laughs> stop stop. Don't stop think big browner stop because you think small you, because you are going to come back here and you're going to get all upset and but dude i'm telling you i am telling you The San Diego State football program is stuck in the Mountain West. They ain't going anywhere, and they ain't going to be bigger. And they're only going to – and by the way, they're only going to fall way more behind because there's only three conferences worth a damn now, not five. Come back to reality. Let gravity take you over and accept what we are, okay? We got a cool little stadium. I love it, but I know what we are. (laughs) You two are thinking way too damn big. Wait, in wait, my uh, life, uh, I, uh,
0: uh, I haven't even told you who called me who wants the job and who told me, me and who told me. You ready what he said? Hmm. And, I, and this was, I know it's an exaggeration so we'll, we'll call him out on it. He said, I'll have them to a national championship in three years.
1: In your life. In your life. Are we getting demoted to FCS? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe at this point. You have probably to. probably would be the worst thing. You have to let, probably, you have to let the most eligible person tell you no. There's nothing wrong with them calling Cliff Kingsbury having a meeting and saying, "Hey, man, this is what we can afford to pay you." There's nothing wrong with them allowing him to just say no because what's the worst thing he can say to them? No, thank you, I'll pass. But what's the best thing that he could say to them? You guys are diluted.
0: I don't know. I well, I, yeah, bro. I don't know why you're like dying on this Cliff Kingsbury hill. I mean, I'm not, I'm just,
2: not dying on the Cliff it, Kingsbury he was hill. Terrible I'm at Texas Tech because that, that was a bigger conference. You just said it yourself. Everything sucks around here for the football program. It sucks. It's but no, terrible. It sucks right now. It's boring to watch. No, you know what right. would happen if you got Cliff Kingsbury? 500 yards passing, 44-43, you lose. But guess what? You scored some points. That, you don't want that. You All know right, what let you want You, 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 know, well, you want to run the ball. You want to rock it long. 50 rushes. That's what you want. You want to win? Nine to yeah. eight.
1: That's what you want. I want to be, <laughs> be hey, I want I want to be the best Mountain West team we can be. I want to be first place in the
0: Mountain West. I want to be the So let me okay. So let me present this concept to you guys. Let me present an idea to you guys and tell me what you think. So I get this text yesterday from this gentleman who said, Hey, look, I want the San Diego State head coaching job. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he said, And and I'm telling you guys, he had a terrific, I mean, really excellent career as a player. Oh, no. Confirmed. Confirmed? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I just got goosebumps. Who's confirming it? AC. All right. Let me tell everybody the story. Oh, God. Oh, Oh, man. man. I just, I I was really worried about this. Okay. Here's the deal. I'm breaking, like I'm literally stopping everything we're doing right now. Yeah. Okay. Here's the deal. I'll make it very... I'll tell you straight up, Peter Seidler died this morning. So my phone started to uh, blow up about, I don't know, 40 minutes or so ago, just at the time of the recording of the podcast. Uh, This is earlier in the day versus when you're hearing this on radio or when you're watching this on television or, you know, even on, you know, our YouTubers and our, our audio podcasters. So my phone had been blowing up since early this morning with a few people that said, have you heard that Peter Seidler died? And I said, I haven't heard that. Can you confirm that? And the two people that told me that they had this story said I was told by somebody inside the front office. I texted a few of the um, other owners that I know, and um, they had not heard that or couldn't confirm it at that point either. Alex, I would say for, for confirmation purposes, um, you should probably the,
1: uh, I just got the press release from the Padres, um, Padres chairman and owner Peter Seiler passes away. Uh, you want me to read it?
0: Yeah. Oh man.
1: Um, with profound sadness, the Padres announced that Peter Seiler passed away today in San Diego. He was 63. Uh, quote The Padres organization mourns the passing of our beloved chairman and owner, Peter Seiler, said Padres CEO Eric Gruppner. Today, our love and prayers encircle Peter's family as they grieve the loss of an extraordinary husband, father, son, brother, uncle, and friend. Peter was a kind and generous man who was devoted to his wife, children, and extended family. He also consistently exhibited heartfelt compassion for others, especially those less fortunate. His impact on the city of San Diego and the baseball world will be felt for generations. His generous spirit is now firmly embedded in the fabric of the Padres. Although he was our chairman and owner, Peter would, as his core, a Padres fan, he will dearly be missed. Uh, The Padres will open the home plate gate at Petco Park beginning this afternoon for those who wish to gather to pay their respects.
0: Say what time? I mean, Uh, he says this
1: afternoon. Okay. Oh
0: man. So you guys who are listening right now on radio, you guys who are watching right now on YouTube or on television, um, you're seeing natural reaction. You are seeing you are seeing natural reaction. I um like I said, my phone had been blowing up for the better part of the uh, of an hour. I've been trying to get confirmation. I didn't want to say it at the beginning of the segment because I knew that you know, if it wasn't true until it was really confirmed, I didn't want to say anything. Um, wow. I mean, just wow. You know, he, Peter Seidler has been, um, absent if you will, from public life for probably the better part of the last three months or so. And, um, you know, as the Padres just on a baseball note have been, you know, waiting to hire a manager, um, and we've been talking a lot about what their future plans are going to be. And I kept saying, the reason you don't make moves um, especially like big moves is because Peter's not around right now. And, um, Oh man, just, just so sad to be 63 years old, to be um, a guy who had battled cancer twice and had defeated it twice um, to be married to, um, you know, a really good, you know, terrific woman from all I know of his wife, Sheil, uh, to have younger children for a guy who's 63 years old to be as um, successful and as generous as he was, um, to die at such a young age is just 63 years old is just incredibly sad, just incredibly sad. And I know on a, on a very personal note, not, not, baseball fan or people who appreciated what he did with the payroll. I'm talking about real personal relationship here. You know, I'm talking sitting in his office. Um, uh, I'm talking about many, many, many phone calls, uh, business meetings. I, I'll, I'll tell you guys something about Peter that I've never told anybody publicly. Um, Peter, maybe I shouldn't say this. Um, Peter, I'll say it. Peter was an investor in my company the reason we never talked about it publicly is because we always thought, you know what, we shouldn't let people know this. And um, we, we had that kind of relationship, you know, where he believed in me. Um, And he would always say to me, he he said, you invest in people, not in companies, not in businesses. You invest in the people. He said, and I believe in you. And that's why I'm going to invest in your company because, but I'm going to tell you right now, we're not going to talk about this publicly. We're going to, we're going to keep this between us. And we even, we even documented it in a way that would be kind of, kind of clandestine if you will um he just he was that kind of a guy and i'm just i'm just uh i mean again you're getting natural reaction right now so for those of you that are listening for those of you watching stick around we're going to come right back uh it has been confirmed padres owner peter Seidler died earlier this morning and uh that will that will change the tenor of what we were talking about around here stick around everybody this is kaplan and crew Hey, great friends. What's going on today is Tuesday. It is November 14th. This is Kaplan and crew, and we are in the seven mile casino studios. So, um, if you're just getting with us, we received word, um, that Padres owner, Peter Seidler died just to recap the story really quickly. I mean, and take a breath here. Cause I'm sure that the way I just said that so quickly, uh, may have caught a bunch of people really off guard. Sorry for the lack of bedside manner, everybody. Um, Earlier today, I was saying to Alex off air, hey, look, um, my phone is buzzing with a lot of people locally who are hitting me up with, have you heard that Peter Seidler died? And I kept saying, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. And then um, they would say, well, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. And I would say, "Okay, from where? Like, I need to know where this is coming from before I could possibly say this on the air. And uh, one person said to me, hey, I've got this confirmed from a, a an insider at the Padres front office, you know, Peter Seidler has died this morning and I, I still did not want to go on the air with it until it was like really, truly officially confirmed. And um, we received word at about, Oh, 10 50 ish or so this morning that it was official. It was confirmed that Peter Seidler uh, died earlier this morning. And wow, it's um, I, I, I'm just having, not like I'm breaking down, hardly. I, I, what I'm saying is is that I'm just going through like a lot of emotions right now on the air for those of you that are watching and for those of you that are listening because we're getting this in real time and it's processing in real time. And it's always one of those things when somebody dies, especially somebody that you haven't seen for a little while where you have that immediate regret, like, gosh, I'd been trying to get together with him. I was trying to see him. I should have tried harder. I should have made more time. Um but I just, I can't stop thinking about the fact that Peter Seidler was 63 years old, um, that, that, you know, Peter really loved us. And I say it like that, not to sound like a jerk. It's just that he he took a liking to us when we were at 1090 and he had kind of just gotten to the Padres and it was me and Alex and Billy Ray and Browner and Linda. And, and remember, um, when Linda, um, had breast cancer, um, Peter, if you recall, Alex, you may remember the story better than I do, but Peter, I I called him and I said, Hey, so Linda, you know, is, is battling breast cancer and I, we're going to do a uh, breast cancer walk Mm -hmm. and we're going to try and raise, I don't remember exactly what the number was. Maybe it was $10,000 or something like that. I don't remember the number. It was five. It was
2: the, the, I organized it It was $5,000. It was the, the number to try to reach through donations.
0: But I I feel like like I may have said something to Peter like we're gonna raise a we're gonna raise money and Peter said I'll match what you raise oh yeah yeah and then
1: then, didn't we end up getting to like twenty five grand or something like that yeah
0: like we we raised way more money than Peter anticipated (laughs) and so he was like wait wait what I was like well you know you you know I always play dumb I'm like well you you said you uh you would match it if. He's like, yeah, but I I I didn't know it was up to twenty five grand. I thought you'd put up five, I'd put up five. We'd we'd have five grand, you know, twenty grand, uh, ten grand. But but I remember like we we blew it out of the water mm-hmm. by so much by talking about how we're going to raise all this money for breast cancer awareness for Linda and and Peter was right there. Hey, I'll match it, and he did. Mm-hmm. He did to his
2: credit. I, I remember yeah. taking the check to Susan G. Coleman. I, I specifically remember doing that.
1: Yeah, man
0: tell you another time um gosh i got i got to go back and find all these uh stories Uh, i'm trying to remember
1: because i do remember in the when we were doing the fundraising portion Mm -hmm. i do remember him coming to the studio directly from his children from his child's classroom where they were doing some sort of parent kid show and tell and he showed up wearing like wizard pants (laughs) because <laughs> they did some sort of like magic together or something i'm trying to remember the details of it but that's like the dude that peter was like he didn't care about really and he didn't look fantastic even back then at the time but he was just like he just didn't care about yeah. the, those little things like oh i'm a owner of the padres i should show up in a suit to a radio station. like no he directly from his child's classroom straight to our studio and he was and in, in the same time, I think you guys remember he invited us to the owner suite for the game during all this time. Right. For and he was doing more like charity stuff that game.
0: You know, it wasn't for us, it was just like, hey, be part of this one too. I I, I gotta find those pictures. Um, I'm sure they're on like Facebook That's or something. Right yeah. Now. Um, but um, you know, here, here's here's one for you. Um, I remember uh there was a story years ago and browner you'll probably remember this there was a story here in san diego years ago where these two cops got shot one guy got killed one guy um survived Mm -hmm. and i remember saying to billy ray we gotta we have to immediately do something for their families so um i i i called peter and i said peter we're gonna raise um some money for the families of these these cops that were shot and he said okay great um I'll seed it. And I want to say that Peter maybe put up like just $5,000 just like right away. He's like, just here, here's five grand and I'll seed this thing for you. And, um, and then I remember calling over to Mark Fabiani because the Chargers were Mm -hmm. still in town at this time. And I said, Hey, Mark, um, I said, look, um, I'm trying to do this thing with the San Diego police department and I want to raise money for these, these cops that, you know, one was shot and killed him. The other one was shot and has survived. I said, so I'm going to raise a bunch of money. Can you get Dean to write a check? And he's, and I remember him saying to me, Fabiani, we already donate a lot of money to the Police Officers Association of San Diego. I said, yeah, but dude, don't you see that that like the positive publicity that would come from you guys being a part of this? I go, and by the way, I've already got Peter Seidler who's, who's seeded this whole thing. Once I mentioned that Seidler, that Seidler had put money in, of course, that's when Fabiani got Dean to, to cut a check. But what it and, did was and go downtown somehow. And then I in, and, and in then front I, of the police station, right. then yeah. I convinced them. I, I don't mean to make it seem so personal. Like I did this. I convinced, I literally convinced him. I said, now you've got to get his ass down here and you've got to have him, you know, give the big check to the cops, you know, because I was trying at the time to keep the chargers in town by creating positive publicity around a home, uh, an owner that was hated, but mm-hmm. it was Seidler. This is my point. It was Peter Seidler who got us started. It was Peter Seidler who gave us the original money. This is unbelievable, by the way, as I'm hearing myself talk about this, local radio host gets team owners to put money into charitable things and like is on the phone telling these guys, let's go, come on, write your checks. Like, Hey, you guys are the money. I'm the voice, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to activate this. You guys need to finance this. And they did, but, but it was Peter who, who got us started and he always did stuff like that. He was so So incredibly generous to every little harebrained scheme that I had, you know, whether it was a business or if it was a charity, he was, he was right there with his checkbook to support it, man.
1: And like, listen, I, I I know like not to make it about sports right away, but you know, I've had my sayings in the last year about Peter Seidler as the Padres owner and his Mm decision-making. But one thing that nobody in this city and no Padre fan can take away is, the dude just wanted to do everything to win. Mm-hmm, Whether mm-hmm. you disagreed or agreed with his decisions is a whole separate conversation. I recognize that Peter Seidler, all he wanted for this city, for his organization, was a World Series championship. And I remember him coming in studios like the day before opening day and basically saying, I don't know if we're going to win a World Series this year, but we're going to beat the Dodgers in the first game. And you know, he was just always so upbeat and so positive. And all he wanted was to win, 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 win. And he look at what he did. Yeah. Maybe not the best decisions, but damn, did he just go out and just like, all right, Well, let's go spend money. Let's go win a World Series, and that's all he wanted, man. That is all he wanted for this for this city.
0: Yeah, I'm I just looking, that, I'm just looking at pictures. Right. I just I just texted you on Alex okay. of uh, wow.
2: Jeez. I thought that what he did was something that every fan and this is why I got behind him and I rooted for him so hard and I said, this is my owner. The guy did what every fan base wants their owner to do. Here's a ton of money. Do the, buy whatever you need to buy and put it on everybody else, man. That's all we want people who own teams to do. But he was so much more than that. Just by the simple stories that Scott is telling, I guarantee you there are hundreds of people with similar stories. To how he has helped contributed to things locally here in San Diego, so it, it, I mean, it, it it's a very very sad day. It's a yeah. very before you even talk about baseball, before you before you even talk about any logistics if anything's going for it's the sad day, period. Because such a per a generous person has has left us. God, and just, so that's um, just amazing. It's hard man.
0: It is hard. I'm just uh I'm just looking through pictures. Yeah, that that was um I wish I knew what the date was on that. I'll find it. That was uh you ready for this? This is how long ago that was. That was 2016. How life changes, man. Mm. How life changes. There's there's Alex, me, Linda, Peter, his wife Sheila, and Billy Ray. You know, and that's uh that's 7 years ago. You know. Oh man, it's just it's just it's just an incredible thing, you know. I, I I would sit with Peter in his office. This is this, I was so I'm I'm talking about this now. I've never really talked about this on the air before. Um, I went down to Peter's office because he was um very helpful to me in um starting my first ever business. When I say first ever, my first ever like startup business. You guys know about my company Cited. And Peter was very instrumental in the earliest of days. Of helping me get this thing off the ground because what he would say to me is listen I'll, i'm telling you guys this candidly peter would say to me listen major league baseball has an investment uh arm and we've got about uh 800 million dollars in cash sitting here just like 800 million dollars in cash sitting off to the side he's like and i peter seidler I'm in charge of where that money goes. I decide how we choose to invest that money. And the next thing I know, he's got me on a call with this guy in San Francisco, who's kind of his right-hand guy in this whole thing. So in other words, he actually runs this fund, Peter, for Major League Baseball. And he mm-hmm. was saying to me, "We, if, if we can get this business to a certain point, then I can make the recommendation to my other two guys who sit on this committee that that we should invest some of this money into this company. Like, like this is, this is what we weren't talking baseball. We we weren't talking about, you know, the Padres and 1090. Um, we were talking about business and we were talking about relationships and how to elevate and grow and scale. And, um, and then I, I can tell you this by the end of the conversation, when we were done, Peter would say this to me. You know what the problem is with the local media here in San Diego? I'd say, go ahead, tell me. I'd say, nobody's got any guts. Everybody just sucks up to the team. He goes, so there's no debate. There's no uh, engagement on both sides of the equation. It's always everybody just sucks up. And so um, I heard what he was saying to me, and and I I really believe that what he was saying to me was, stop, like telling everybody how great we are. Like that Kevin AC does that. Why don't you do something that's more like critical of what we do? He was literally sitting there, not in a interview session. He was saying to me, we have a relationship. Okay. Um, You should be on the other side. And I didn't do it because um, I just wanted to be on the other side. I just did it because you know what he was saying to me was? dude, we're cool. Tell it the way it is. You know, if you want to call for the general manager's firing, do it. You know, if you think the manager sucks, tell us mm-hmm. like nobody is doing that in town. Everybody is such a suck up. And I thought to myself, well, yeah, you know why everybody's such a suck up? Cause you guys have bullied everybody into being suck up, <laughs> you know? I mean, you did. Um, but you know, he got, he got, he had the protection of his bulldogs out there bullying people. Um, but he was telling me right to my face, you should be on the other side. Let these other guys be the suck ups. You be on the other side. Amazing. It's just truly amazing that this guy has gone 63 years old. I, yeah. I am just, I'm still, I'm just kind of a little numb here this afternoon.
1: And I know this is not on top of people's mind, but I'm sure it is top of people, uh, some people's mind. Um, the Padres are the only team to not hire a manager yet, and it might make a little more sense as to why now. Uh, but yeah. the team did uh, say that they will take a week to grieve as an organization. So all non-essential business activity will be on pause. Mm-hmm. They, they, I'm sure they have their manager already lined up because they said they will name a manager before Thanksgiving, which is next week. Yeah. Mm. I'm sure they've had a manager ready to go. Yeah. I'm sure that that they've known. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, if I had to, again, I'm just speculating at this point, but call it over the last, you know, three months, he's been, you know, not, not been seen, not been heard from. And there's been talk. I mean, it's been kind of the company line. Well, you know, Peter's, you know, dealing with some health issues is I think how they phrased it. Right. So, so if today, if this morning he, he died over the last, probably call it two to three weeks, he's probably been, um, You know, I think everybody's probably been waiting, so to speak. I don't think this was this didn't happen today. And everybody went, what this has been this has been progressing towards this point. So my my best guess would be from a baseball standpoint, whether it's hiring a manager or whatever, you know, I would say that. I would say that this has probably all been put on pause. I I would think they've been pumping the brakes for several weeks, you know and i'm i'm sure you're right by the way i'm sure that the the manager of the padres i'm sure they all know who it is and if i had to take a long you know i guess it's probably from inside anyway but rather than announce this n- you knew that this was going to happen and so i i would guess that they've been waiting for this to go yeah. by before they start going back to baseball
1: yeah yeah i know listen like i think this off season will give us plenty of time to talk about the future of the organization and the changes that it's going to go through now. You know, when you lose a guy who probably overruled a lot of people by saying, no, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. We might be regressing back to the means, but you know, it is a, you know, it's going to be, it's already been an interesting off season and now it's going to be, I don't want to use the word interesting now. Now it's, there's a lot of sadness in the off season, but yeah, this team, this organization is going to go through a whole, who knows what
0: now I just yeah. I just started thinking to myself because I just I, I looked into my my phone. You know, I, I, I don't I'm not one of these people that post pictures when somebody dies. Like, hey, here's yeah. a picture of me after this person died. Just so you know, I had a relationship with him. I don't I don't usually do that. Um, but I was looking through my phone and um, I just put in Petco Park and the pictures. Um, some of the things that I'm seeing like are just kind of freaking me out a little bit like Tony Gwynn. I mean, there was a ceremony for Tony Gwynn at Petco Park. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a ceremony for Dick Emberg at Petco Park. Um, so I'm just, uh, and don't get me wrong. I've got a lot of good times in my phone here at Petco Park, you know, um, some really amazing pictures and, uh, and some things that are bringing a smile to my face, but um Wow. And, <laughs> and now I just came up on that one picture of the three of us in the outfield where I'm dressed like the total North County skater dad. I look like mm-hmm. such a <laughs> creep. And Alex, you got on that Manchester United t shirt and Brown are just looking, looking tough. Mm. You know? Shout out. Shout out is right. Oh, man. I mean, and then I, and now I just found in my phone the Seidler Sustainable t shirt.
2: Oh, oh man, man. I forgot about that. That yeah. thing right now, brother.
1: Oh. Well, that,
0: that gives me, uh, there was one of our listeners. I got to think of who it was that, uh, took a picture with Peter Seidler in yeah. Petco park wearing the sustainable t-shirt. <laughs> <So.
1: Yeah. laughs> it, did, it did seem like, and listen, I only, you know, I interacted with Peter, not as obviously not as much as you Scott, but like, it always just seemed like he just never took himself too seriously. You know, like he, he laughed at the shirt and he said it was, it was cool. You know, like, I, I just, he's that, that kind of guy. Like at the end of the day, he's just a sports owner, you know, at the end of the oh. day, we're just sports fans and it's not, you know, he, he's been through so much in his life, beat cancer twice, just wild.
0: Yeah, absolutely wild. I know. And I, I'm thinking about like people today who, you know, like who else is, is affected today. The, 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 if you're a fan of the team yeah, I mean, you're, you're impacted today, right? Like, I mean, you, you may have loved Peter Seidler because, um, you know, you loved what he was doing for the Padres, but I'm thinking about people that like had relationships and what they must be thinking and feeling right now. You know, I'm thinking about Ted Leitner, you know, and, and how Ted, you know, spent, you know, obviously 30 plus years at the organization. And then, you know, I think was probably upset that he was not there any, any longer. Why? Of course, naturally, you know, um but just I don't know the, just I'm thinking about people that that know knew Peter Seidler I'm thinking about Linda Welby you know um Linda and Peter through the radio show and through her battle with cancer um they they had a relationship you know and um I'm just I just can't believe it I, I mean why I of course you can because he's been at it he's been out of sight for a long time and mm-hmm. we've talked about this like what happens if you know, or why didn't they make this move? Well, probably because you don't make moves like that, given the circumstances, you know, you're probably better keeping everything tight and consistent rather than making drastic changes when they, pro- they knew this was going downhill, yeah. you know, and I'm thinking about Peter and his, and his wife. I'm thinking about, you know, having young kids and, um, Wow. And, and and listen, there's a part of me that's already thinking, like, what happens to the team? Like, what happens to the organization? You know, who is the owner? You know, who, uh, uh,
1: according to the Union Tribune, um, uh, uh, Seidler spoke in July, saying that the Padres will remain in his family for generations after he died. And the UT says a source confirmed Tuesday that that is the plan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's got a brother, Tom, that, that has been working closely with him for years. All right. Stick around, everybody. Um, things have changed around here today on a Tuesday, Peter Seidler Padres owner dead today, and, uh, we'll keep it going next. Let me start off today's podcast and on the YouTube side and on the audio podcast side, let me start off talking about prize picks. I'm really, really stoked. Um, Alex, I haven't told you this, but, uh, not signed, sealed and delivered but I got an email yesterday from our partners at prize picks and we're crushing it. Mm. And not only are we crushing it, that means they want to hang with us through the end of the NBA season, which will be June of next the year. NBA. Yeah. June of next year. So beyond the super bowl and into June of next year. So I'm really psyched. I got to say, thank you to everybody. If, if you guys don't click that QR code and if you guys don't go to uh slash great friends, this isn't happening. So it's great news for us. It's great news for you. Unless you're in the same boat I'm in. All of a sudden, I'm ice cold, dude. Oh, I'm ice cold. I was about to take credit for the re-up, Scott. Nope.
1: You- I was about to take credit for the re-up because I was like, not only are the great friends signing up,
0: but the host is giving them money. Dude, I'm ice cold, like, man. I'm just <laughs> handing them my money. Dude, yesterday, <laughs> I freaking had this. I took this one guy on the Knicks that I've never even heard of. His last name is Quickly. Um and I was like, and and it was only because my friend's kid who goes to school in Santa Barbara had his goon squad over on Sunday night and they were laying out their prize picks for the whole week. And he's the one who told me to go to this. Uh, he, he suggested this kid from the Knicks and he just, the kid was garbage, man. So anyway, listen, I'm looking cause today's taco Tuesday, you know, I'm looking at this one. Um, Shay Gilgis, Alexander, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Um, Tonight, 27 and a half points down from 31 and a half points. They're giving you a 12% discount tonight. So they're playing against San Antonio. Is is this kid going to go off? What do you think? Oh, that's a browner question, dude. I know. I know. All right. Listen, I got to figure it out. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. You sign up for an account. You put in a hundred bucks. They put in a hundred bucks. It's a 100% match up to a hundred dollars on your first deposit. Go have fun with it. Get in the game. We're all playing it, and we'll have our prize picks pick of the week, our guaranteed pick of the week coming up here um, on Friday's show. All right, let's get started Tate. we got a great show coming your way. All right, great friends. Hey, what's going on? Today is Tuesday. It is November 14th. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We come to you from the 7 Mile Casino studio, SevenMileCasino.com. For those of you that are just joining us on traditional terrestrial radio on 1090, if you're just getting here, by now I'm sure you know the news that Peter Seidler, the owner of the Padres, died earlier today. It was confirmed by the Padres uh, probably about an hour or so after uh, rumblings and rumors were starting to come out. Those rumors were eventually confirmed. And so, um, if you're just getting with us, you know, we were, um, we were kind of excited today to talk about a bunch of things, Monday night football last night, um, the San Diego state football job. And, um, somebody who yesterday reached out to me and said, I should be the next San Diego state head football coach. We were planning on having that gentleman on today, but we've asked him if he could move off till tomorrow. And I haven't even told you who it is. So I haven't even had an opportunity to, to sell you on the concept because once my phone started buzzing earlier in the day that, um, rumors at that point, rumors, Peter Seidler died. I was like waiting and waiting and waiting for some sort of confirmation. I was reaching out to people that I thought would know. And unfortunately for a lot of those people, they found out through media reports, you know, and, um, and that's kind of where we are right now. We've been, we've been sitting here over the last maybe 30 minutes or so just, um, talking about memories of Peter Seidler. And, um, you know I, I just to reset for everybody we were very lucky and i say we what i mean is is the show we were very very lucky because um peter was taking over the padres at a time when 1090 back in the day was still very much the padres radio partner you know um there was the ron fowler era of ownership where ron had his kind of bulldogs like mike d and Wayne Partello and like he had that sort of management team and we were close to that group too. um, Even though I wouldn't say we were always very friendly, but Peter always had the idea. And this is when we started to get close with him. Peter always had this idea and I'm sure it wasn't just an idea. It was a game plan, which was when I'm healthy enough, I'm going to become the face of ownership. Ron will be pushed out a little bit. Ron was um, kind of holding it all together because Ron was the local business guy and the local philanthropist, and he was well-liked and well-respected by people inside baseball circles, and he sat on you know MLB committees and so on. So Ron was a great guy to bridge the gap from when Jeff Morad was sort of the owner, although he never really took total control of ownership, and then back to John Moores, who then John Moores sold the, the Padres to the Ron Fowler, Peter Seidler group. And then Ron was the face of the Padres ownership team for that time because Peter was still coming through battling cancer twice at that time. And Ron, again, he was the right guy at the right time because he was so well-liked and so well-respected. And he was such a part of the fabric of, of business and philanthropy in San Diego. So when Peter was healthy enough, the game plan was always that Peter would take over as, as the face of ownership. And he did. And, um, I can remember you guys will love this. I mean, now that we're telling old Peter Seidler stories, I can remember when the chargers were moving. And do you remember the story, how the chargers were offering their employees, the opportunity to move with the team? Um, not everybody, Mm -hmm. but, As I recall, people were were told, "Hey, look, you can you can come move with us. So we're leaving. We're going to Costa Mesa. That's where we're going to be. And you can leave and come with us." And I remember Bill Johnston, who you probably know that name. Bill Johnston was the long, long, long time public relations man for the Chargers. And Bill called me and said, "Hey, um, you're 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 cool with with Peter Seidler, aren't you?" And I said, "Yeah," and. I'm sure Bill had a relationship. I'm not sure what it was, but I'm sure he kn- knew Ron Fowler. But he's like, you know, Peter Seidler, right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, what do you think about talking to Peter about me and, you know, maybe bringing what I do to the Padres? And I've said to Bill, I go, Bill, that is a great idea because um, Bill Johnson also part of the fabric of San Diego did not want to go to L.A. with the team even though he'd been with the team for all those years. And even though he'd taken many, many darts for the Spanos family, he was not moving to LA. So I remember um, calling Peter and I said, Hey, I just want to put a bug in your ear. I said, Bill Johnston. And he said to me, he goes, that's kind of funny because I was going to call you and ask you about Bill Johnson. I go, Peter, I could not think of a better person for the Padres to hire. I don't know what the job is. I don't know in what role. I don't know what capacity. I'm just here to tell you that Bill Johnston is an amazing guy and you guys should find whatever it takes to, to find a job for him. And Bill has been, by the way, not taking credit for this at all. It was just a love connection, you know? Um, But Bill has been working with the Padres since the day the Chargers left town, you know, Mm -hmm. and, but that, but that was Peter, you know, Peter was not like one of these guys who was like, I'm an owner and I'm, you know, probably close to being a billionaire and you're like this little local radio talk show host guy. And, you know, I, I really don't. I, I look at you as the media. I look at you as the enemy. Or he looked at it more like, hey, you guys work for the station that we air our games on. You're the connection to our ticket buying fans. It's good to have a relationship with you guys. And then he finds out that I'm kind of like my own little mini wheeler dealer hustler. And he definitely um, was not bashful about using that as a... um as a resource, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was, by the way, and I was happy to do it too, because as I mentioned earlier in the show, um, you know, when I was starting a company, I was looking for angel investors and I went to Peter and I said, let me show you this, this plan. I remember him calling me. I know exactly where I was. And here's what he said to me. He goes, Hey, um, I got all your information. He goes, and you know what? I always tell you, I invest in people so I'm willing, I want to invest in you. He goes, but I'm going to tell you a couple of things. One, um, this is between you and me, you know, and, and we're not going to talk about this publicly because it just wouldn't look good that mm-hmm. a team owner is investing in a company that's owned by a local media personality. And I said, of course, in fact, the way he and I actually structured the, the, um, paperwork, it wasn't even in his name. He, he moved it. You know what he did with it? He gave the investment to a family friend as a gift and their kids. So he put the investment in all the kids' names. Um, and, um, and I'll, I'll never forget. He said, talk about a set of balls. Jesus. He calls me up and he goes, Hey, I'm going to invest in the company. Um, I'll have a check written, uh, for $5,000. I'm going to invest five grand. And I go, Oh, hold on, hold on. He goes, what, what's the problem? I said, minimum investment is 25,000. I I was like, yeah, a
1: little more there. I told him, I
0: swear to God, I did. I don't know where I had the set of the balls to say this. I don't know. I don't know where I, he, I said to him, I go, Peter, I'm, I'm, Thankful and appreciative and grateful. But the uh, minimum investment is 25 grand. Schmuck should have said 50 grand, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, because he'd have written the check no matter what. Um, and I told him, I said, you know, the minimum investment is 25 grand. He goes, okay, I'll, I'll run and write the check for 25 grand. He goes, but when you document this, I want it to be in the names of people X, Y, and Z, because I got this buddy of mine and I'm going to put the investment into the, his kids' names and I'm going to give it to the kids. And if you guys blow it up, good for these kids. They just, they just scored me. I don't need the money. So um, here you need the money. Here's the money. And I don't need to have my name on it because I don't need us to be connected that way. So I'm going to give it to these kids. And that's how we documented the whole thing. I mean, how about that? Not only was he helping me, but he was also generously giving the investment to kids who he was. I I don't know who these kids even were. I mean, I, I have to look back at my records to even find their names, but think about that. Think about that, yeah. You know, and I'm
1: not too familiar too with his with his homeless outreach programs that he was always trying. You know, it wasn't like it was necessarily publicized in 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 the media as to what he was doing, but I know that he did a lot to help, especially like um, was it like teenage homelessness around downtown?
0: Well, I mean, in in his earliest of days in San Diego, Peter Seidler decided that you know the the homeless crisis was, was getting worse and he wanted to do something about it. And the reason that he, he had this kind of passion is because Peter, this is, I don't think I'm telling people things that they may not know about him, but here goes. Peter had this thing that he would talk about where he would go out for walks, his exercise Mm -hmm. walks. He would go out at night, like, like late at night, you know, and um, he would walk around and he would see the homeless people on the streets at night and um he had this thing i don't mean to blow up the uh i don't mean to turn this into some like urban legend right away because i wasn't there for it although i said to him many times can i come with you Um uh, the stories were that he would walk around and he would see the homeless problem and he would talk to homeless people and he you know give people money and stuff and um and that that's why he had a passion for it um he also had a lot of like you know locally it was a it was a politically charged um topic and he wanted to insert his um i don't know his ceo style and his wealth into the conversation i do believe that what ultimately happened with peter and all of his like homeless um outreach. all, all of the energy and outreach i do believe he sort of turned it over somebody could check me on this um, to an organization here in town with another very wealthy local dude who also uh, incredibly generous and philanthropic a guy by the name of pat kilkenny and he's mm-hmm. got an organization called the Lucky Duck Foundation. And Pat uh, made a ton of money. Sorry, Pat, for talking about your you know your, your life like this. Pat made a ton of money in the insurance industry. And he's uh, an Oregon duck. And Oregon desperately needed somebody to come run their athletic department. So they brought him back. And he kind of got the athletic department back on track. This is years ago before he moved back to Del Mar. But a, an amazing philanthropist, Pat Kilkenny. And I do believe that Peter and Pat, And another, another guy by the name of Dan Novak, Dan was, um, early days was an executive for channel four way back in the day. And then Dan went on to have a really nice career with Qualcomm and Dan has since retired, lives a good life in Coronado. Shout out to you, Dan, but Dan and Pat and Peter, uh, and the lucky duck foundation, they worked hard, um, around the homeless problem in San Diego. So yeah, it's, it's just hard to believe, dude. It really is very, very hard to believe. And yet it's not hard to believe because Peter Seidler has been out of sight for months and the Padres have been saying very gently that Peter is dealing with health issues. And we talked about this at the end of the season, when we were talking about who should stay and who should go. And I thought AJ Preller should have been fired, but I said many times they won't fire him while Peter is not around while Peter's not well, because if Peter's not well and God forbid Peter dies, this is weeks ago, if God forbid Peter dies, you don't want an organization that's going through a new general manager owner just died. You know, nobody knows what's going on. I mean, it was probably well thought out that Peter was not long for, you know, he he didn't have much life left and um, to fire people in, in positions like AJ Preller, you don't do that. You just better consistently in the organization to keep things as is. And I I'm just thinking out loud now that, chances are um, you know they may, they were making decisions or not making decisions based on Peter's health of course
1: yeah for sure makes sense just just natural thing that would happen right but i it is it is a difficult thing to to wrap your brain around what happens next and i know that's like a conversation for later but um it, i can't help but to think about the I don't know, millions of Padres fans that are probably thinking that same thing at this moment. You know, like it's not like I don't think it's it's just distasteful to say that Padre fans are probably like, man, we just lost probably one of the best owners in baseball, if not the best owner in baseball. Because in baseball, how many owners were pissed at Peter Seidler because of the things he was doing for this team? For trying owners, how many, yeah, just for trying to win. Trying to win. Uh, and I think that that's a very fair feeling today. And I don't think it's a bad feeling to feel that way about something that you love. You made, you don't have, as someone listening or watching the show or reading the news about Peter Seidler today, and you don't have any personal experience with Peter Seidler, your personal experience is what he did for you and for your team. And what he did for you and your team is he gave it a, he gave it all. And that you can't say that about 30 MLB owners. You just can't. You can't say that about owners – Across a lot of sports, how many owners are just collecting those revenue checks and they're happy mm-hmm. and you know, they don't, they don't, they don't go and upgrade the baseball stadium every time it needs a, a they minor don't upgrades. reinvest. They don't put in all the money that may not be in the bank for your baseball team. And one thing that I will always, always, always appreciate for Peter Seidler is this, the, this genuine sincerity and passion for winning. That's all he wanted, and I think that it is a super sad day because you no longer have that, and you hope that whoever does take over the reins for the team has that same passion, has that same authenticity and and sincerity for this team because Peter Seidler had that for this team. We The the first time I met, Peter
2: Seidler told me everything I knew about, uh, everything I needed to know about him, which was ironic because we were doing a, a um, we were doing a live show from the bar that's connected to Petco. What um, was name escapes me now, but um, social, tap. social tap. I think Brett's the owner if i if I remember correctly. Mm. And we were interviewing people, and people were coming back and forth, and he was just sitting in a booth. By himself, not on his phone, not like trying to hide, not in the back so no one would approach him. He was just sitting at a t- in a booth, like just chilling, looking around, enjoying the atmosphere, waiting for his turn to mm-hmm. be to be yes. called on the air. And it, I had no idea who he was at the time I was assisting Sergio as the promotions director. I was the assistant promotions director. And Sergio goes, you know who that is? I go, who? this dude sitting by himself? No. Does he have to, do we need to get him to get up? <laughs> <laughs> I go, do, we, do you need me to tell him to get up? We need somebody to sit down. He goes, no, fool. That's the Padres owner. And I went, this guy? No way. He said, yeah, it is. Said, I'll introduce you. And he went over and he introduced me. And I shook his hand and, hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you, man. Yeah. Uh, and then Sergio did the, you know, the thing that Sergio did at the time. And we just got up and walked away. And that was it. And he just sat there just kind of like chilling, just being a dude, man. Just, just chilling in a bar, waiting for his turn to go on air and talk to you and Billy Ray. Oh, at the time, because it was an all-day thing. I think it was opening day. I think Darren and Marty were the people he was going to talk to at the time. And then he came, I think he came back later too. But the the first time I met him, it was just like, he was just a guy, man, who liked baseball and was fortunate enough to own a team.
0: I'm just looking through text messages right now between us. And um, (laughs) Peter always, literally always on a text message would end the text with a little baseball emoji. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm literally looking for, for this, um, uh, man, oh man, uh, gosh, I mean, I'm just looking through all these things and, uh, oh man, <laughs> some of the things that he and I are talking about, um, and he would say to me, Hey, call me on Saturday morning. Like that was the other part of it is, is, Hey, you know, during the week, things are so busy, you know, where you want to spend some time, let's talk on Saturday morning, does Saturday morning work for you, you know, and I'm just, I'm just going through these texts. They weren't about baseball. This was not a local media guy talking to the owner about the team. The conversations that he and I are having are about literally, I promise you the influence that he had already had on my young life as a wanting to be at the time entrepreneur, you know, like he just, yeah. I don't know, man, in many ways, um, Peter helped me so much at the beginning of, of starting a company, not just with a couple of dollars, which he did. He he put in some money, which helped out a lot, but, uh, and I never publicized it. I never talked about it. Um, that's the decision that he and yeah. I had made, but it's just on a day like today, I just want you to understand what a, what a genuinely sweet, generous person he was to us.
1: You know, um, this is just a for the write up for the UT to kind of I guess wrap up today's show. Uh Peter Seidler died Tuesday morning. He turned 63 earlier this month. He'd been battling an illness for months. His wife and children were with him as he passed away peacefully. The family has requested the cause of death remain private at this time. If you are interested, the home plate club, the home plate gate at Peco Park will be open Tuesday. Probably by the time you're watching or listening, it's already open. For those of you who uh, want to wish to gather to pay their respects, parking will be free in the tailgate lot. There is no public memorial been announced. The Padres say they do plan to honor Seidler during the 2024 season.
0: Can you go back to that one line, though, about um, they're not releasing cause of death? Can you just Your read that again? Has,
1: the family has requested the cause of death remain private at this time. Wow.
0: That's, um, gosh, I wish they wouldn't have put that in there because it makes a guy like me, you know, how how I am, cynical. Like, why not? Like what's the secret, you know, and, um, but okay. Okay. All good. Much love. So much love to shield yeah. and the kids and this and Tom and the Seidler family and all the people who work in the Padres front office who, who interacted with him. Just so much love to all you guys. Cause that is just, I know how I'm feeling, you know, and I hadn't been in part of, you know, like a daily life with Peter. I mean, we haven't been like active in, in our communication anywhere near like we once were a few years ago. So I know how I feel. I mean, those of you who are, you know, really, really close to Peter, uh, who, even if he's been out of the office for the last three, four, five months, whatever it is, you know, I'm trying to think of the last time he's made a public comment.
1: Or it's got to be, there was a, uh, in mid season, there was some sort of, yeah. What was, was it Jake ceremony?
0: Peavy? It may have been Jake. Remember how he showed up late yeah, to it yeah. and he went and sat in the front row and he mm-hmm. kind of looked a little disheveled. Remember like, yeah. yeah. Oh man. Oh man.
1: That was the last time he said publicly. That's when he said, you know, he talked to media members and said, you know, AJ's excellence to me and I like excellence. So yeah. that was the last time he publicly spoke.
0: All hmm. right, everybody. It's it's a it's a crazy day. It's a sad day. Um, it really is. For everybody that's with us, thank you. For our sponsors who we didn't mention as much today, I just didn't think it was classy. I didn't think it was a classy thing to do. Um if you're a podcast listener, stay with us. Radio listeners, a lot more coming up. All right, great friends. Hey, I just want to talk to you guys for a minute here. A little timeout action at uh, the halftime. One, I want you to go to Seven Mile Casino. If you've been there already, you know how great it is. You can watch games. You can play cards. You can have terrific food. Come on out. Seven Mile Casino. Their website is sevenmilecasino.com. Alex, if you could just put up that QR code for those. Look, there's there's somebody out there that's like, whoa, where's the QR code? I want to click on it. Go for it. Right there. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. Shout out to my guys at Mushroom Life. Mushroomlife.com/slash/greatfriends, where you get fifty percent savings on your first order. Otherwise, once you've already purchased the products and they're now a part of your life, you're going to keep coming back. Uh, everybody loves what I call the Browner cocktail—the sustained energy and the mental energy—and it seems like a lot of people are buying it just like that. Browner also swears by the sleep product, and of course, you know about Sex Drop Saturday. Mushroomlife.com/slash/greatfriends. So if you take prescription pills for sleep, anxiety, stimulation uh, mental energy, you take pills, you know, focus, you take pills for any of that stuff. There is a plant-based medication that might be better for you. I say better for you. You might get better results. Mushroomlife.com slash great friends are right in Carlsbad. Uh, shout out to my guy, Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299 for coop a loop. Thinking about buying a house right now. You've heard the story of, uh, our, our great friends that are moving from IB up to Menifee because they can afford a house up there. Dude, think about it. I mean, if you want to get into home ownership, be flexible, Jack. Talk to Gary, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299, or click on that QR code. And lastly, our friends from Torrey Holistics and California Holistics. Oh, man. Alex, I've been sending emails to Charlie, their chief marketing officer, like, dude, you're Jets, man. They are just, <laughs> they are just pure entertainment is what they are. Yeah. And so, um, so, Charlie, I know you're watching, brother. I'm sending everybody your way because it's Thanksgiving. And so you're probably like, hey, I got family coming into town. Like for me, I got all my kids coming into town and my parents. I'm like, I better go, I better go to Tori Holistics and California Holistics and get, get going. Use our promo code 20% off when you use the promo code amazing, whether that's for home delivery or for in-store pickup.